be afraid. Be very afraid. We have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. The box. You opened it. We came. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I love China. And I'm the creator of Demon Hunter, a sexy new action horror comedy web series. Welcome back to Friday the 13th Horror Podcast, and we are happy to bring you another horror hookup. Horror hookup. Horror hookups are so much fun because we get to bring in professionals from the horror industry, which could include God, a whole bunch of people, authors, directors, actors. We've had a little bit of everybody now in this yeah. series, mm-hmm. I think. And we are really happy today to have with us Tim O'Leary. And Tim is from, I have to get this right in my mouth now, Freaky, Fighty, Funny Films in in Los Angeles, where he's been making films for about four years now. Um, and they are all LGBT-centric projects. Uh, they're really great. And he's got a new one called Demon Hunter that we're going to talk about today. So, Tim, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you. How are you? Just delicious. We're excited to have you. I am excited to hook up with you guys. <laughs> Ooh. Well, it's not my first time today. So, let's... <laughs> oh. let's oh. Wow. <laughs> Bringing it down early at Pride Fest. <laughs> ding, 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 dong. Happy Pride Month. Um, so, Tim, we're so excited to have you with us and to talk to you today about your project. This is going to be a lot of fun. Andrew, why don't you take it away? Yeah, I guess so. First and foremost, uh, tell us about Demon Hunter. What What is this? What is this thing? Okay, so Demon Hunter is the first project uh, for my production company, Freaky Fighty Funny Films. It is a... Uh, it's a web series about two mediums who have the ability to detect uh, demonic presences and then rather than use those powers altruistically, they deten- they decide to go the capitalist route where they create an app. Uh, people can hire them to come to their home. Oh, I forgot to ask. Can I swear on this podcast? Absolutely. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, good. Okay, okay. Um, I, I never know if, you know. <laughs> so uh, they uh, create an app where people can hire them to come to their homes and beat the fucking shit out of the demons. So there's a lot of fight scenes, a lot of slapstick comedy. It's inspired a lot by Ash versus the Evil Dead. Um, but what sets our show apart is two things. One, it's very much dedicated towards inclusiveness. So every major character is either a person of color uh, from the LGBTQIA community or a woman or some combination of all three. And the other thing that sets us apart is rather than go the more traditional demons from hell route or the more traditional monsters, which are vampires, werewolves, and zombies, we are exploring world mythology. Uh So uh, in in an attempt to sound intelligent, uh, we're using sirens from Greek mythology. We're using a djinn from pre-Islamic Arabic tradition. We're using an incubus from, uh, I believe, Mesopotamian folklore. Mm. Uh, So we're really digging deep in real world mythology and bringing monsters that hopefully people haven't seen a million times on screen before will pazuzu the demon be making an appearance that will be season five when we got have it <laughs> that's perfect a I'm little crossover if you will so <laughs> so tell us i mean this is this is obviously pretty horror horror uh, inspired horror centric right so yeah. uh, do you have roots in in the in the genre are you a big horror fan tell us about how you um how you got to that i was the wimpy kid that would never watch horror movies when my friends would have sleepovers, I would always run to the other room. Um, and then when I was uh, a tween, I'll say, uh, a friend really coerced me to watch Scream. 
And uh, she was a good friend of mine. And she said, look, if you can get through the first 10 minutes, the rest of the movie is, is, is doable. And I thought, okay, okay, I can do this. And the first 10 minutes were terrifying as they are. The first 10 minutes of the first screen movie were, you know, extremely scary. Um, and then what I found was I got really addicted to as many horror fans are, I got addicted to the, the thrill of it. You know, your pulse races, you get invested in it. Um, but what I also loved about particularly scream. And then later when I would watch other slasher movies is I was always a big action fan and I would watch these movies and I would think, Oh, these are just action movies because all of the big set pieces are big fight scenes and chases and everything. And the cool part about horror is it's a lot of women that are the main characters. Mm -hmm. So really final girls are female action heroes. And, you know, as a little gay boy, that is very exciting to see female action heroes. I always loved watching Xena and Buffy and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, that was really the first big uh, intro into horror. And then um, a little bit later, I discovered the Alien franchise, which also was basically a, you know, the first one was, of course, terrifying, slasher in space. The second one, one of the best action movies ever made. And and then that was it. And then I really got addicted. And I, I pulled away during the whole torture porn era because i i don't Gross. yeah i don't fuck with that at all but um but then once that kind of settled down i kind of you know re got into horror i i really like what you said back there when you said uh if you can just get through the first 10 minutes it's all it's all fine from there right it's kind of a it's kind of a metaphor for life isn't it you know uh, <laughs> wow it's true though it's true anyways oh, go ahead please andrew <laughs> So yeah, I know that you said um, Ash vs. Evil Dead is kind of a good, a big inspiration for you. Are there any other shows? I know you, you've kind of already mentioned like Buffy and that kind of stuff, but what are what are kind of your big inspiration pieces going into Demon Hunter? It's definitely, it definitely has Buffy written all over it in every episode. That was the show that made me want to write for film and television. Cool. Um, it just the. And it was really the dialogue. Obviously, I liked the storylines. I liked the the action. I always wanted Buffy to be scarier. It never really got as dark as I kind of felt like it wanted to be. But of course, you know, at the time they were on the WB, and there are all sorts of things that I'm all sorts of conversations. I'm sure none of us are privy to. Yeah, well, um, and that when they tried to go dark in season six, everyone revolted. So <laughs> right, right, right. And they kind of went dark in a weird way. Like they went dark in a depressing way, as mm-hmm. opposed to dark in a scary way. Um, and yeah, nobody wants to hang around a depressed action hero for yeah. a year, <laughs> right? That's no fun. Um, but yeah, certainly Buffy. Um, I have only and this. I admit this. Don't don't tell anybody about this. This isn't public, right? This is just a conversation between us. Of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah we're not recording at all. Yeah, this won't go okay. anywhere. Oh, fantastic. Okay, cool. So I've only seen a smattering of Supernatural episodes. Um, and in fact, I actually had never seen one until I started writing this because I was telling people that it's about two guys who go around killing demons. And everyone would say, oh, Supernatural. And I went, no, it's it's entirely different. And then I went, Oh shit. All right. Well, I have to watch supernatural now to make sure that I'm not just creating something that already exists. Um, and, uh, fortunately, I mean, we're all in the same sandbox when it comes to that, but Mm -hmm. our show is is very different. And also the fact that the two guys, one is gay and one is straight. Uh, one is Asian, one is black, but you know, they're best friends. They're not brothers. It's very different feel to it, which I was to, 
discover. <laughs> well, and um, I mean, your writing and your voice will give the um, obvious, you know, difference in that in that piece. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny. I remember way back in the year 2000 when Queer as Folk uh, premiered. And I saw it and I was super excited because it was a show about gay people where gay people were the leads and they could talk to each other and everything was seen through a gay lens. And I thought, oh, this is amazing. However, I'm not really a soap opera guy. I don't really enjoy watching soap operas. That was nothing that ever really appealed to me. So after the novelty of the gay aspect wore off, I kind of went, oh, okay, well, I'm so glad the show exists, but I don't really, you know, it's not for me. But what I thought naively was that that was just the first stone in an avalanche and we were entering into this new era of television where there would be all sorts of shows with gay casts, including what I was hoping for were genre shows. Mm-hmm. And then that just never happened. Yeah. So um, I will say there was probably a little bit of a queer as folk influence on this just because I always wanted to see that you know, form of a cast, but put into the genres that I really love so much. Why, why is it important uh, to have LGBT people represented in horror? I, I think it's important to have LGBT people represented in every genre. Mm. And, um, and it really is true. This is, it sounds trite to say this because it's a hashtag now, but representation matters. It really does matter. And um, I remember being a little kid and watching Buffy, for example, and um, I I loved it, but there were no gay characters. And then I remember there was a character, Larry, that came out in the second season Mm -hmm. and he came out as a joke. The the coming out was played as a joke because people thought he was a werewolf and then he comes out. But it turns out that he was gay. Um, And I was just excited that a gay character existed in the world of Buffy, even though he didn't do anything Mm -hmm. and then in the season three finale he was part of this you know kind of army of young people that fought against demons and i think they cut to him for like a split second where he threw a punch and he like punched a vampire or something but i held on to that one moment for so long because it was the only time i had ever seen a gay character be heroic in Mm -hmm. a thing and i thought you know how slim are these pickings that i held on to that clip you know what i mean it was no longer than a gif you would see on twitter um but it meant so much to me because it 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 did make me feel as cheesy as this sounds when i was a kid like i could be a hero and i never got that before um i saw that moment so that was really really exciting and i thought we need to do better we need to do more and you know it's funny i was talking to tomorrow who's playing one of the the leads uh, and he was saying that when he was a kid, as a little black kid, he never saw heroes for, that looked like him. And then he saw the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And there was back the black ranger who was kicking ass, was right, you know, part of the team, right next to everybody. He had shows or episodes where he was the lead character. And that changed everything for Tamario because he thought, okay, I can be that too. It's not just people who don't look like me. And it really really means a lot to to kids seeing that and not that i'm saying kids should watch demon hunter because they absolutely (laughs) (laughs) this is not a show for kids there's going to be dicks in it so and you know like oh wow yeah and the way that like our society goes is like you can show somebody being beheaded to a child and that's fine but if you see a dick don't let them see a dick so Mm -hmm. you know y'all got real dicks on screen for this we do. And um, I don't want to give anything away, but we also have fake dicks. 
Oh, um, wow. but I, I, that's all I'm going to say, but there, okay. it, it will be, it'll be funny. <laughs> I will, I will honestly never forget uh, watching the talented Mr. Ripley for the first time and seeing oh. a penis on screen. And I was like, mm. Whoa. What? Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, do you mean when uh, Jude Law gets out of the tub? Yeah. And you see it for a second. Like from a, a hot second. Angle? And you're like, Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It's and so, it, it's and it's so you, don't even, you kind of just see movement. You don't even see. The right. Ripley. Right. Right. Yeah, but well, that's um, how underrepresented it is. <laughs> so exactly, but I remember with Mr. with Townsend, Mr. Ripley, who is not, shall we say, an aspirational character. Right. But I saw that movie, and even then, I was so excited that there was a queer presence in a thriller, mm-hmm. even though he was an awful human being and he was a murderer. Just the fact that, like, our existence is acknowledged mm-hmm. as something could it could be in this world was really exciting but uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you if, if you haven't read the book you should read the book from the 50s it's absolutely it's a stunning novel um and he's even more complex in there it's beautiful and sexuality is played with in a really interesting way so if you haven't read that give that a read everybody I, i'm gonna uh admit something that makes me sound super hollywood but i saw the movie and i didn't read the book <laughs> it's okay it's okay i hate myself just hearing those words coming out of my mouth you're fine you're fine <laughs> so i know you already um kind of alluded to some of the the characters that in your in your story but can you tell us a little bit about the cast and kind of how it's comprised absolutely so our two leads are uh daniel who is a gay asian american uh, uh you know medium uh, and he's played by edmund truong and uh uh, and then Jeremy, who's played by Tamario Fletcher, who's an African-American straight man. Um, they're two best friends. They start this app. Uh, in the second episode, um, they meet uh, Natalia Cardoza, who is a Latinx bisexual witch. And uh, and they the three of them then start working together. Uh, and then slowly over the course of the first season, they accrue more members of the Demon Hunter team. That include uh, Harold, who is a gay telepath. Played by my husband, Robert mm, Rice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I wrote this scene where my husband is having beautiful, intense lovemaking with Edmund Truong, who is this gorgeous man. <laughs> and I thought that was a mistake, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know what, I know what y'all are into now, that's for sure. Yeah. And the other thing is that I'm directing the episode. So I thought, well, that'll be an interesting experience. I'll, I'll make sure to Facebook Live that one. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one of my favorite characters uh, uh, that comes in is Quinn, and she is a sarcastic, uh, very dry, sardonic, lesbian, stoner, Asian-American private eye. Oh. Um, and, then they, and then it's rounded out by uh, another character who is a uh, Jin or genie who has lost her powers uh, or most of her powers and become mostly human. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's the main cast is those six and it's, uh, you know, it's half men, half women, uh, people of all different ethnicities and sexualities. And and that's really, you know, that diversity and inclusiveness that, uh, we were gunning for. Cool. So, you know, we've got a, listen, we have over a million listeners now. And so (laughs) when they hear this episode, you're probably going to get, I don't know, probably 2 million, 3 million views nearly (laughs) as soon as it drops. So those million listeners, excuse me, I'm sorry, 4 million listeners that are coming to you to watch your show, Uh um, what can they expect when they watch it? Is this like, you know, is this like funny? Is it, is it, is it scary? Are there scary parts? Are are there parts that are going to make them think? Tell us about, you know, why should people watch this? 
Well, I said there were dicks, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we got what well, I mean. I, I watch that on you know other channels all day long. I mean, what? Why is this horror dick going to be good? <laughs> uh, basically, when we sat down to write, or when I sat down to write it, I thought, okay, I want something that is going to be funny, that's going to be scary, that's going to be sexy, and uh, has a ton of action in it. Because I'm a huge fan of action films, I love kung fu movies, so I really wanted that aspect in it. I, as a writer tend to default towards comedy. That's just where I'm more comfortable. I write dramas, but there's always a lot of humor and comedy in there. And what I realized as I was breaking the story was if left completely to my own devices, this is going to be way skewed towards comedy and we're not going to get that horror that I know I would like to see. And I know that the horror fandom would really like to see. Um, so what I did was I brought in my friend Zach, who is a fantastic writer, Zach Nickham, uh, and he also is an actor and he's playing uh, a character in the in the show. But I brought him in because he is a horror guy and he lives and breathes horror movies. That's his 100% favorite genre. And so I knew if I brought him in and I said, okay, well, let's break a lot of the story together and I'll give you some episodes to write um, and then we'll work on all this, you know, sort of more as a team then we would stay kind of more in the middle of the road. So to answer your question in an extremely long-winded way, and I apologize, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we have episodes that are geared a little more towards the comedy. We have episodes that are, I'm just going to say it, meant to turn people on a little bit, um, which includes the first episode because you got to reel them in, right? <laughs> and, then, um, and then we do have uh, episodes that are much more horror-based. And uh, so we're crowdfunding the show, and one of our stretch goals Meaning if we get our, our budget that we're asking for, but we get over it, uh, is a an episode that's real straight horror. And it's our homage to Alien. Oh, so cool. I'm, really, I'm really hoping that we get to make that one because I uh, that, you know, that's how, just the, how hard was it to um, how hard was it to hire Sigourney Weaver for that episode? <laughs> that oh, she, she, you know, she'll show up at the opening of an envelope, man. Yeah. Jesus. You just, God. Love her. She shows up. She's God great. love her. God love her. <laughs> so speaking of your, the, the arc of the show, is there any, you know, our listeners want to know, you know, why, why tune in, why uh, kind of donate and get this thing going? Uh, is there any insider hints that you can give them that would really make them like, oh, damn, I, except for Dick, of course, but um, <laughs> uh, any insider arcs or insider hints on like what's to come that we should look forward to? Absolutely. So for uh, people that donate, we have a perk system, which is uh, what a lot of crowdfunding campaigns do. Uh, and you can go to our crowdfunding campaign site, which is demonhunter.com. So that's D-E-M-O-N-H-U-N-T-R.com. There's no E-R at the end. It's just an R like grinder because we're so clever. Um, <laughs> and if you go to demonhunter.com, that'll take you to our page on Seed and Spark. And we really break down all of the perks that people can get. So, for example, you know, one of the wonderful things about the era we live in is we have this great connectivity through the Internet. So when we started announcing this project, we actually had a bunch of independent artists, fine artists that just messaged us through Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And they would say things like, hey, if you need a little concept art or you need a little bit of this or you just want something kind of based on your material, let us know, which is amazing. That's so incredible that yeah. people are just 
generous, of, you know, with their skills and their talents. And so one of the perks that people get, if they, I think if they donate $25 or more, uh, is a little zine of all of this incredible artwork that's just made by these people on the internet that, that reached out to us, which is incredible. Um, and there are all sorts of different perks. Um, you know, a lot of it is uh, pretty standard, um, but we also have some special uh, perks. For example, if people, I think it's if they donate 200 or more, they get um, an hour of uh, coaching, uh, script writing coaching. Oh, There's, cool. Yeah, for some people, uh, they donate, I want to say 100, and they live in the L.A. area. We actually have a friend who is a masseuse um, who will go uh, – literally travel to your place and you get like a free 45 minute massage, I think. So I think I'm going to donate a hundred dollars to my own campaign. Cause if I, yes. I could use, uh, uh, somebody, you know, knocking the knots out of my back. Um, and so and we yeah. heard, we heard in the video that if you donate a certain amount that you get a night with a member of the cast, what, what, what's uh, that all like? Is this, is this for real? I'm an, I'm intrigued about this. <laughs> Uh, it's totally for real. We reached out to the UN and asked about uh, human sex trafficking, and they okay. said they, they would make a, an exception only for us. Perfect. So, oh, wow. so, yeah. wow. so we're going to put out a few members of the cast. Yeah, tell, tell that Mr. Truong I already have a crush on him. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, everybody got a crush on him. I was going to say, me, yeah. me and everybody else, right? Yeah. Now, 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 listen here, Tim. I've got a two-part question for you. Okay. First, first question is this. Are there going to be any enamel pins that say demon hunter and can you give me one and the second question is uh if you like one of your favorite shows that has inspired demon hunter if you could recast that with an all lgbt cast what would it be and tell us about it oh that is such a good question don't don't forget about the pin though i asked that question first are you making yeah. those yeah uh, we are we don't have plans to make pins as of now but i really like that idea I, and Matt- i'm really into enamel pins lately so okay Enamel pins. And somebody else said magnets, which I thought was a really cool one. Oh, smart. Yeah. Refrigerators. Somebody, somebody, uh, was it you who did this? Somebody screen grabbed a picture of Edmund uh, in his underwear and they sent it to me and they said, just make a stick or just make a a refrigerator magnet. That's a a great (laughs) idea. I want that. I would probably have to clear that with Edmund's Mm. people. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Um, And have you seen Tamario also? Yes, I have. I mean, listen, yeah. honestly, everyone on the show is looking just or fine. Or just. That, that's, like how, that's like how you people in L.A. do it. Like, here we just, like, eat burritos and hot dogs all day. You guys, you all eat, like, oh, I'm going to have a leaf of lettuce today. Um, and, you, I mean, you all look just fantastic. It's amazing. I Well, that's actors. Remember, you're talking to a writer. Where, <laughs> you know, we're the ugly rat-faced people behind the camera. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and it's funny because um, I will say that uh, this crowdfunding campaign, crowdfunding is not for the faint of heart. And uh, it really does take every ounce of your energy all day long. And um, just getting to the gym has been a struggle. Like usually oh, I'm sure, I, go, I'm sure. I, usually I go like nine times a week and I'm down to seven, which is terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, um, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been really tough. But what's funny is that um, uh, I'll, I'll be talking to my actors and I'll, be calling them and say, look, you have to come over. We have to do this video because we're doing a bunch of videos every week and we're putting, you know, four or five videos out and they'll text me back and say like, great, I'm in the gym. I'll be there in 45 minutes. I'll be like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I know we were talking about enamel pins. <laughs> right, so now, now, yeah. now a second part of that question was yeah. if you could recast a movie or a show with some LGBT characters, what would it be? Oh God. 
I mean, like, I would want to say Buffy, but Buffy really did pretty well with the LGBT representation sure, in the sure. second half. But I do remember when uh, it was still in its first, no, probably not first, but in its second season, there was this huge internet rumor that the character of Xander was going to come out and he was going to be uh, openly gay. And he was going to, like, from his senior year of high school on, he was going to be a gay character. And, um, and I remember thinking like that, that's all I need in life. Like if that happens, that would be, you know, that would be incredible. And then it ends up being Willow, which I think was appropriate because Buffy as a show really was a show about women and about women's experience in the world. And so I think that that story did need to be told and it, and it was appropriate that it was a, a woman that came out. Um, but it would probably be happy. Ah, uh, gosh, I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go off book. I'm gonna yeah. say the original Scooby Doo. Oh, yeah. You know, actually, I, I think that that would work. I think that would really work. And let's be honest, we're all just writing Scooby Doo. That's really what we're doing. Like every time yeah. we write something about a scrappy group of attractive early twenty somethings solving supernatural mysteries, it's Scooby Doo. Yeah. So wait, would it would it be Fred? Would it be Velma? Would it be all of them? The whole cast. All right. Yeah. I like it. What? Well, what about the fucking dog? Well, you know, the Scooby Doo. Wait, wasn't he gay already? I thought that that <laughs> I thought he came out in like nineteen sixty. Uh, you know, that's a, that's actually a good point. I don't know. Okay. But also, if you think about it, the the two same sex couples really work because you have Daphne yeah. and Bill, who I could see them as a couple. They're one. Uh, you know, skews more femme, one skews more butch. And then you have uh, Fred and Shaggy. And you know Shaggy's the top. <laughs> oh, totally. Right? He's, he's mean, tall. He's tall. And also, I don't want to stereotype, but Fred wears an ascot. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. And look, I'm, I'm a tall. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that all talls are tops. That's not what I'm trying to, you know, say here. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying most of them are. That's all I have to say, and I'm going to stand by that. Oh, wait, if you're, if you're a, tall. a tall bottom, then good. Yeah. Okay. So, how tall are you? Uh, I'm six four. Oh, you're taller than me. I'm six foot two. Oh, nice, nice. You're a tall, tall, tall drink of water. You know, fellow <laughs> fellow talls stick together. That's what we, we do. do. Well, it's because you can't trust short people because you can never really see their faces from the front. <laughs> you know <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right, to bring this conversation I back. Oh man, did I alienate a demographic there? Sorry. <laughs> Andrew, um, we still love you. I am definitely average height. Yeah, 5'10. Yeah. All the clothes are taken. I think it's know? a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, but uh no, to just bring it back a little bit. Um you are on Seed and Spark. You mentioned your website Demon Hunter. That's like grinder but demonhunter.com. Uh, uh and there are a lot of cool perks on there. Um you are raising funds through July 4th, correct? That is uh correct at 9:30 a.m. Pacific time our campaign ends on July 4th. Cool. Uh so if we have the way Seed and Spark works is that if you have eighty percent of your goal, you get to keep your money. So it's almost an all or nothing, akin to Kickstarter. Um, but if we have seventy nine percent of our goal at nine thirty a.m. Pacific time on July fourth, we get nothing. And the past ten weeks will have been basically for nothing. So where where are you at right now? Right now we're at forty percent. We had uh, a pretty impressive first week where we got to ten grand. I think in five days. Um, 
And then I got nervous because uh, everything started to slow down. And we hired this wonderful campaign director, Leah Savoli. Um, and she said, don't freak out. That's normal. And she actually told me before we started, uh, she said, look, things are going to plateau a little bit in the second and third week. That's what happens. You're going to freak out. Just know that it's normal. And so when that started happening, I immediately texted her and I was like, I'm freaking out, man. This isn't normal. What's going on? And uh, But she's like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. So we're at 40% now. We're halfway to our goal. We have 11, we have 12 days left. Um, and uh, yeah, and we're just pounding the pavement trying to get every donation we can. No, no um, listen, listen, LGBT people in general, I mean, I'm serious about this. You know, a lot of LGBT people don't have a lot of money. It's the truth. So yeah. if so, I mean, I'm being serious on this one. So like, even if, you know, one of our listeners got, you know, five bucks to give you, is, does that really matter if they give you only five bucks? Yes. And so many people think that that doesn't actually move the needle a lot, but it does. We've had the majority of our donations have been, I would say, $25 and under. And we're at uh, $15,000 now. So it really, That's awesome. really yeah, I mean, it's sort of like, remember when Bernie was going around in the campaign and he's like, $27? I was, I was literally just going yeah. to say, you're the Bernie Sanders of uh, Seed and Spark. Right. I love it. I'm in. Well, that's a sexy nickname. Thanks. <laughs> you got um, it. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, no, it really is true. And and uh, we've had a lot of people who have been donating $5, $10. But when you have a day where, you know, 50 people donate $5, that is, oh shit, what is that, 250 bucks? So that's, <laughs> We don't you know, do math on this podcast. Yeah, I don't, and I keep I keep doing this in interviews where I'll present myself a math problem as though I can do math. And then I just shoot myself in the foot every time. You're that, but, you're, that, uh, you're that Julia Roberts meme where she's got like all the figures around her. She's just like staring yeah. in the space, that one. That's you. That's you. <laughs> it's me. That's me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that is, uh, that's the situation that uh, is going on here. But the other thing that we tell people, and this is really true and really helpful, is that the other thing that's great about Seed and Spark is if you don't have the money to donate, but let's say that you um, uh, live in the LA area and you have access to a bar, which is one of the locations we're trying to shoot at, or you um, are particularly skilled at video editing, or you have some kind of skill or resource, what you can do is go to our wish list on our Seed and Spark page, and it lists every single thing that we need. And we assign a monetary value to that. So for example, if um, like, let's say we have to shoot at a bar for two days, and it would cost about 1500 bucks. If you uh, have access to a bar, you can donate your bar. And then that $1,500 is cool. applied to our financial goal. Very so cool. It's so helpful. And also it's so smart and it makes so much sense that every crowdfunding service should do this because instead of saying like, Oh, I'll give you $1,500 so you can rent a bar. You just go, Oh, I'll give you a bar, but that's worth $1,500. It's really smart. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Well, here's to our, you know, this is our plea to our listeners. Uh, we know you're out there. We see your listens. We see you on SoundCloud. But um, we we would hope that you would give, you know, whatever you can, whether that's a quarter or a nickel or 50 bucks. Uh, just send it on over to Tim at Demon Hunter. And let's get this representation out there. Let's get it online. Let's see this stuff out there. This I, is what we beg for all the time yeah, on our show. I, I was just going to say, we have people tweeting all the time. We have people talking all the time on social, talking to us, talking with each other, uh, whining about we don't have enough gays in, in this or that. 
listen, folks, you got you got to uh, you got to put your money where your mouth is. Sometimes, you know what I mean. I don't mean to be to be crass with you, but you do. You gotta you gotta really invest in the things that you want to see. And I think it's just so cool to see people who love to create things. Uh, creating something so creative and fun and LGBT centric and just like, uh, you know, super creative, something like this. I think it's so much fun. It's so cool. This is how people are spending their time and giving us something to really make our lives more fun. So I think it's awesome. You should give them, you know, give them something, give them a shekel. <laughs> a shekel would be more than welcome. <laughs> Shekels are worth a lot these days. Yeah. You know, it is, it is true. What you say though, um, about needing that representation because when I started writing Demon Hunter I said I just want to write the show that I've always wanted to see but never have and there was always a part of me that thought maybe I'm the only one who wants to see this maybe it's just me I might be the only gay horror geek that's super into you know total diversity and representation who also loves kung fu movies and also love comedy but um, as soon as we put it out there it was amazing how people really started to rally around it and I will say that um, the LGBT community Q community or LGBTQIA plus community has been so supportive. And the thing that I'm going to say, and this is my own um, uh, naivete or maybe even my own preconceived notions, what I was not expecting was the outpouring of support from the horror fandom at large. We have been so welcomed by the horror community and they don't care if it's LGBT, they don't care if it's diverse, they don't care if it's women, they just want to see projects. And that's the thing about the horror community. They show up, they see independent movies in theaters, they, they show up, they pass things along. It's really cool. So we're, we're feeling really welcome and, you know, warm. <laughs> yeah, no, we've, we've felt the same. I mean, we put this out there thinking we would only have uh, an LGBT uh, following, but it, over the, over time, some of our biggest fans or biggest listeners are from the straight horror community so here's yeah. to you out there <laughs> yeah. the, the the horror community is a very tight-knit group um and there's there's a lot of love in it yeah. there really is people really love each other and want to lift people up and you know i i swear it's it's like you said early in the in the interview tim you know you get through those first 10 minutes and then the rest isn't so bad and i think that's a lot of why a lot of what brings horror people together is this um, this certain love of life that we it's get true. when we watch something that's scary. It's true. It's you know for a group of people that love watching beheadings, they're really beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> There's Amen. a lot of beauty. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. Well, uh, Tim, where where can our listeners find you on all of the social medias? The social meets that we say to save time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so if you uh, go to Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash demon hunter show. That's D E M O N H U N T R show. Uh, on Twitter, same thing, demon hunter show. And because we like to make things interesting and difficult, on Instagram, we're demon hunter series. Uh, so just okay. remember when you're typing that all in, there is no E in hunter, it's just H U N T R. So, yeah. folks, you heard it right there. Listen, you know what to do. Go to Seed and Spark. Go give these people some goddamn money. Go to their <laughs> social. Follow them. Tag them. Talk to them. You know what to do. Get out there and do it. Yeah. In the meantime, Tim, thank you so much for being with us. This was a real blast today. Oh, thank you. I had so much fun. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another horror hookup. Maddie, what do we want to do today? Today, we want to get, get slayed. slayed.